Welcome to the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, brought to you by GuitarZoom.com. If you want to improve your guitar playing, keep listening. If you want to improve even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com, where you'll find all of Steve's premium courses, masterclasses, and memberships that'll help you quickly and easily improve your playing. Now, here's your host, Steve Stein. Hey, Steve here. Thank you so much for joining me. In this video, what we're going to be talking about is how to solo stepping outside the normal root third, fifth kind of soloing that we tend to do to try and come up with something a little more unique and uh, uh, maybe a little more colorful. Now, it's easy to get lost when we start talking about this because Again, if we if we take a step back from this whole soloing thing, when we first start learning how to solo, most of the time, we don't understand anything. So we're just landing on everything, right? Just we're just moving around inside a shape that we learn and and uh we're just trying to make something sound musical. Then we start getting some logic to what we're doing and we start telling ourselves, okay, I'm supposed to go to this over this and that sort of thing. Which neither one of those are wrong. It's just it's all about sellability. It's all about when you play does it sound the way that you want it to sound, right? So when I talk about, you know, can you sell it? I don't mean financially. I mean, can you convince somebody that what you're doing is is supposed to sound like it is? So the trick with the root and the third and the fifth is that they're really, they're really great notes to land on because, or emphasize because they're part of the chord. So you really can't go wrong. The downside is, is over time, they tend to become a little bit, stale if you don't ever do anything else. And it's not that you have to understand all of your music theory or something to step outside. You don't. You just, you need to explore a little bit. So if we take like an A minor chord, for instance, this chord progression that I'm, I, the, the, uh, that I was jamming over at the beginning of this is A minor and F. That's it. So the question I have to ask myself is, well, what scale am I going to use? And can I visualize these chords to some degree on the fretboard, or do I know my theory enough to where I can see all the notes of the A minor chord, the A, C, and E, and the F, A, and C of the, the F chord across the fretboard? Whatever it is for you, okay? But let's just say you don't know all of that stuff, and maybe you know your A minor pentatonic, or you know your A minor diatonic, A aeolian, for instance. So you're doing A natural minor. In, again, wherever you might know it. So those are what I have to choose or kind of work with. And then I've got my A minor and my F chords. Well, I can see an A minor here and I can see an F chord here. Okay, so logic would say, well, I've got this scale and I can see this A minor chord. So this note and 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 this note are all part of the A minor chord. They are also part of the scale. So those would be the notes that I would try and target in my solo. And I, you probably have already heard me talk about this, but just want to make sure before we move forward. So what I'm doing is playing the notes of this A minor. So inside this scale, those are the notes I'm trying to kind of target. Then the F chord comes up. Well, I have an F down here. So now I've got that I can visualize, but it's outside this position right here. Now that's okay as long as you can see the position that you're supposed to be in down here. Otherwise, you can't really make the two work together, okay? So what I try and do is I try and kind of visualize them both in the same position. So let's say we are looking at F as being right here, okay? So there's kind of a cage chording system if you've never heard of that before. So I'm playing 
8-7-5-6-5. And you can play the whole thing, but the point is I can see it. So I can see this A minor chord sitting here, and I can see this F chord sitting here. So when I go to solo, I can emphasize any note of this A minor shape while I'm playing my scale, whatever scale I'm using. And when the F chord comes up, I can visualize this and emphasize any of those. So let's see how that sounds. Now again, I might know and I might not know all the notes, the logic behind it, the theory behind it, the root third fifth, but I can visualize them and I can make some fairly musical sounding solos with those. At least that's the hope, right? If you're enjoying this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, go to guitarzoom.com and consider becoming a premium member. There are three memberships to choose from. VIP, which gives you instant access to a library of short but powerful courses as well as new bite-sized lessons each month. There's also Play Songs that gives you step-by-step -step lessons so you can learn to play your favorite songs fast. And finally, there's Masterclass, university-level training on everything from soloing to music theory, from blues to home recording. For more info about these memberships and all the premium courses available to you, go to guitarzoom.com. Now back to the podcast. So what I want to talk about today, now that that sort of makes sense, is stepping outside of that. Once you've established some of these notes that you know work, stepping outside that and finding notes that are a bit more colorful that don't fit. So if you do know your theory, I'm going to say this anyway, and if you don't, don't stress about it, but the chord is made up of the one, the three, and the five of the scale, root, third, fifth. So the two, four, six, and the seventh, very much so, are all notes that are not part of the chord, not part of the triad. So we refer to those as non-chord tones. Now, they're part of the scale or part of the chord when you expand the chord into a seventh or a ninth or all these other things which is a theoretical thing. And I, again, I strongly recommend that you learn some of that if you choose to. But what I want you to do is just think anything that's not the root, the third, and the fifth is what we're trying to kind of think about here. So over this A minor chord, okay, what I might do, for instance, is maybe I go to something else. Like for me, I love the sound of the seventh, but I'm not gonna use that right now. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna use what we call the second or the ninth. Now, I love the sound of that over this A minor chord, so let me hear, show you what that sounds like. Okay, now I'll just resolve the F as the F comes around back, so you can kind of hear what that sounds like over that A minor. So we go, here we go. second. Here we go. So even though it's not part of the chord, it actually sounds quite nice, doesn't it? Now I need something else for the F. 
Okay, well I've got this F sitting here that we just talked about. But what I want to do is I want to find something other than, let's take the note F right here on the second string. Which is a nice sounding note for sure, but what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to go to the E right before it. Which is actually going to be the seventh of my scale if I know that, and if I don't it's okay. Again, I'm just stepping outside the normal notes, right? So here I go. Notice again, it sounds quite nice. Now, I, I don't want to spend my entire time always being outside the triad, the root third fifth, or the shape, right, that you can visualize. But it is nice to be able to take some of those notes, whether you're, you're emphasizing them a lot, or just a little bit to break up the monotony of always just landing on the right notes, right? So that's something to think about a little bit when you're playing. So as I'm, I'm moving around the fretboard and I'm playing in A minor here, the more I can be aware of some of those sounds. Now again, maybe I've got them memorized on my fretboard, maybe I know all my theory and I know all my notes on my on my guitar, or maybe I'm just using my ear and my ear is kind of leading me around. But this goes back to the first thing I was mentioning uh, at the beginning of this video is, the thing you have to be careful of is if you start emphasizing everything all the time, you're not emphasizing anything. Okay, always remember that. If you're trying to land on or emphasize all the notes all the time, you're emphasizing nothing because you're emphasizing everything. So nothing sticks out, right? So the trick to melody is trying to find a way to make things work through repetition and different things like that to where the, the ear picks up on what you're trying to do. And then when you hit some of these outside notes, it just adds this really wonderful color to what you're doing or vice versa, you've started off using some of these outside notes, and then when you go to one of the normal notes, I keep doing this, but you know what I mean, uh, it brings it back home. All of a sudden it feels good to, to the listener. And you're being conscious of it. You're not just, again, hypothetically landing on everything because you don't know what you're doing. You're really kind of planning this out before the jam ever starts going, okay, so I'm gonna try and do this. How does that sound? Ah, I didn't like it, so I'm gonna try and do this. And you keep messing around until you come up with what you're looking for. It's a wonderful way of expanding the way that you see the fretboard and the quality of what you're soloing uh, sounds like, but you gotta spend time with it. Again, I know you hear me preach this all the time, but it's not spending three minutes trying to study something and moving on. It's really sitting down and trying to figure out how to use the information to change the way that you play. So by next month, when you get a different video or whatever it might be, whatever it is you're trying to do, you've absorbed some element that now changes everything about the way you approach your fretboard. Next time on the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast. Now normally when we would bend something, let's say we go to the 10th fret of the second string for instance. Now that note right there is A. And what I want to do is bend that up a whole step to become B because they're both parts, they're both notes in the key of, of uh, G major or E minor. I practice my usual bends, make sure the sound's right. And 
get really comfortable with the sound of that when I bend it up. Well, the trick now is I want to actually take that, that note that I'm bending to, which is B, and I want to go up again to C. So I want this. Now, it sounds really neat when you use it in context. Hey, Steve Stein here from GuitarZoom.com, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can I ask you a favor? Please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Your feedback means more to me than you'll ever know. And be sure to check out my YouTube channels where you'll find over 1,000 videos to help you with your guitar playing. Thanks again for listening. Stay positive, keep playing, and keep having fun. If you'd like some help with your guitar playing but you're not sure how to get started, go to GuitarZoom.com and look for the Help Me Choose survey. By answering a few simple questions, you'll get Steve's personal recommendation of the perfect course for you. All this and more is available for you at GuitarZoom.com.